Welcome to the Styano Plastic Surgery Podcast with plastic surgeon JJ Styano, the only plastic surgeon in the UK who owns a clinic specializing in breast and body contouring. Facebook, I was just saying to Instagram, I'm sorry that I'm late. Um, I did put a message out. I hope you got it. I know I said 7.30 to 8 and it's now, let's just say past 8. I feel like my face is buzzing. Does it look like it's buzzing? I fell off several times. I went out on my bike and um, went into a load of nettles. My face hit nettles. I feel like it's all like tingly. Gosh. Cracked my helmet. Thank goodness I was wearing a helmet. I tell you, I felt the crack over the handlebars. So many, honestly, terrible. Absolutely terrible at my age. Absolutely terrible. Anyway, hey ho. Went out with my son. You see, he likes. I like. I love it. I love mountain biking. I've been mountain biking for years. But uh, I don't know. You could, you could say I should um, know better. Uh, but anyway, absolutely exhausted. Did a ride that's supposed to take two or three hours. Probably took us. More than that. Anyway, that's why we're home so late. Because he's waiting for me. There you go. Well, well, let's just, you know, enough of the banter. Let's. I know what you come for. I know what you want. Guys, you want some questions. You want your questions answered, don't you? Yeah, that's what you want. That's all you're after, isn't it? That's all you want, and that's what I'm going to give you. How about this one? Do we offer the internal mesh technique? Candy's in the house. Now, the internal mesh technique, I do happen to know what this is on about because I was around when I might have even answered this inquiry. But anyway, this was an inquiry about a breast lift. Uh, and it was a bit of a weird inquiry because I think the patient said that they'd been to London and the pa- the person had uh, recommended... I've got a bruise. See that? It's that bruise on my hand. Flipping it. See that? I've got a bruise on my hand. Change gloves and everything. Uh, anyway... Um, the, the person had recommended an internal mesh technique. Do I offer it? Um, and I don't, the answer is no. So this is the short answer to that question is no, I don't offer it. What we're talking about here is mastopexy, breast lift, um, potentially also breast reduction as well. Um, because one of the major limitations of breast lifts and breast reductions is to get the shape um, as full as patients would like. And obviously people having a breast lift want their breasts lifted and fuller up on their chest but what happens is that whilst it is like when you put what like that when you first do it it settles and it settles to what i would call a more natural shape um but it does settle to be emptier in the upper pole after time and this is something i do try and make uh, a point of you know letting patients know this prior to surgery so they can make a decision whether they want surgery or not because I don't want them thinking they're having a breast lift and their breasts are going to be up here and they're not. When people have an image of best breasts up here, what they've usually got an image of is uh, people with breast implants. So you can get the breasts up there with implants. Implants, the volume does stay up there, but when it's your own tissue, it doesn't stay up there. So you put it up there when you do a breast lift, you, you put it up there. So when you first have the off, it's there, but gravity works on it and it just, and it just, I don't want to say drops, but say drops then, um, settles, that's the word, settles. So it is a real problem with breast lifts that the, bre- the, the, the volume doesn't stay there. So if we could make it stay there, it would be brilliant. So the internal mesh is 
uh, attempting to solve a very real problem. Uh, it's attempting to solve the, the problem of getting long-term fullness in the upper part of the breast following a breast lift. I don't do it because for me, it's not quite there yet. And I think you'll find, I might be wrong, but I think you'll find not many people do it because I feel like saying, why didn't the guy in London do it? He said it, but anyway. Um, there are several ways of doing it. There are several internal meshes that you can get. There's one that's like a comb that goes in, in underneath the skin. One of the problems of the comb is that you have to undermine quite a lot of the skin uh, in order to get the, the cone in, uh, scone, uh, and that it can potentially cause problems with um, the wound healing of the skin. Because if you're undermining a lot of the skin, you worry about, about the healing. You worry about the healing anyway with a, a breast lift. And if you do have any problems with the healing, and if that mesh gets exposed, it's a nightmare because you have to remove the mesh, and that be quite, can be quite difficult. The other way of doing it is with a hammock, but the hammock has to be anchored to something, and that something has to not move because if the thing that the hammock is anchored to moves, it all sags down. So usually that means anchoring it to bone, so putting little bone anchors into the ribs, um, which is fine, but then it can potentially cause problems with pain and um, discomfort with those bone anchors pulling. And again, if you have any, for any reason, want to have the mesh removed, if it became exposed or infected, or if you didn't, like if you had discomfort from the, the pulling, it's extremely difficult. So it hasn't really taken off, to be honest, and it's not something I've embraced, but it is a technology that's out there and people are working on it. Fair play to everyone who is trying to, you know, advance the specialty. Um, I think it is great, but for me, it's not there, and uh, there's too many risks associated with it. So I don't do it, but it is a thing. So you know, it, it is a thing, and it is a real problem. And if it if it could get the volume to stay up there, then that would be a very useful thing, indeed. Um, Candy's asking, can you do a breast lift twice? That's a depressing question right there. I've got to be honest, I'm de that, that, that's depressed me. That is, that is a right depressing question, that is. What what she's saying there is, you know, done a breast lift and I want it back up again. Um, so Candy, I'm gonna talk, I'm gonna ask answer that question in general terms. In general terms, the answer is yes, you can. Um, if the breasts sag again, if the nipple drops again, you can do it again. The only thing I would say is you need to know the original pedicle. So if you are having a different surgeon, you need to get the original surgeon to get the op note. Now, most of us will give the op notes. The hospitals will have op notes, um, you know, and, and your surgeon should be able to get the you know, op note off the other surgeon. So that's, you know, not a problem unless it's ages ago. Um, so, but the thing that... that The thing is, what you know, sometimes people want the breast lift to give that fullness, which is what you get with implants, and you can't get that fullness. So you've got to look at the position of the nipple. And if the nipple on the side view is in a good position, if the nipple's in the middle of the breast, if it's pointing forwards and not pointing down, it's not the lower part of your breast pointing down. You look, we look at the inframammary fold, uh, total side view. If the nipple's in a good position, it's not a it's the shape of the breast. That's a natural shape of the breast. And so that is the problem when you're in people who maybe have had a breast lift and are not happy with the, the degree of lift it's given because to do it again will possibly give you the same result. It will put the volume up there to start with. You'll think happy days, I'm happy, and then it'll settle again. 
So if the nipple's in a good position, I would not recommend doing another breast lift because I don't think you need another breast lift. I think you need to either say I'm happy or not happy, obviously not happy, you know, or you, well, basically an implant is what, what would give the volume up there. You might say I don't want implants. You might say I want fat. I'll inject fat in there. Fine. Fat is natural tissue as well. And it's brilliant for giving volume, very mild volume, not huge volumes, very mild volumes can be given with fat but again that will settle as well it doesn't give you sustained fullness the only way to get sustained fullness in the pole is with a an implant or a bra push out with a bra and things like that but um i i, 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 know, I, I can hear you i can hear where you're coming from but the you know I, there are risks associated with doing any sort of revision or second time surgery um, and so I wouldn't take them on unless you could think that you're going to get some really good uh, results. And I would be worried about that candy. Jackie's here. Sorry, I'm late, Jackie. Um, so I hear what you're saying, though. And I'm very happy to talk to you in real life about this. I'm always happy to talk to people in real life. I do real life talking as well as this sort of talking. So if that is something you want to talk about, I'm all for it, but I've still got the internal mesh question up. Yeah. Good question, Candy, but Tails left me slightly empty inside. Um, anyway, can a, on a lighter note, uh, can a tattoo located right under the eye be removed with excision? Now, I saw this tattoo, and you know what I say to people? I want them to ideally let me show their photo. But I've got no indication this person's let me show their photos, so I better not. You know what? I'm all hot, sweaty, and getting my pillow off. I'm sorry. Take that off. Um, better not show the photo because, you know, in general terms, can a tattoo located right under the eye be removed with excision? Well, yes, it can. A tattoo anywhere can be removed as long as there's enough, lax enough laxity in the skin um, so that as long as the tattoo isn't too big. So it can be. So the question is the size, um, the size of the tattoo. And the problem with the lower eyelid is it's different to the upper eyelid. The upper eyelid, there's a lot of skin. There's a lot of skin in the upper eyelid. People do blepharoplasty. Upper lid blepharoplasty take out quite a lot of skin. Lower lid, you've got to be really careful. So lower lid blepharoplasty, much less skin is taken out when you do lower lids because there's a risk that the lid can be pulled away. Not a good look, is it? You want that? Who wants that? Hands up if you want this look. It is not a good look. It's called extropion, and it's when the lid is pulled away from the globe. So you've got to be really careful cutting skin out of the lower eyelid. And this person who has sent this tattoo, I think it's a little bit too wide. It's 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 uh, it's just underneath the eyelid here. And yes, we can remove lesions under the eyelid, but my worry is it'll take out too much skin. It'll pull. The lid away from the globe and if you pull the lid away from the globe it's called ectropion which is the lid and um, not sitting on the on the globe and because you've got your milk duck um, doing too much breasts it's not a milk duct is it it's a lacrimal duct okay you've got your lacrimal duct you've got your tears duct down here as you can see it it'll be <laughs> right and left it's in here somewhere it's down here probably can't see it doesn't matter it's there anyway there's a tear duct there because you've got a tear duct there, when the globe uh, and the lid are not effaced, the tears don't run into the tear duct and you get something called epiphora. 
which means that the tears run and then they run down your cheek. So it is a bit of a problem, basically. If you get electropion and epiphora in cold weather and stuff, your, your, your eyes tear, basically, and you have tears running down your cheek. So you've got to be really careful with taking skin out of the lower eyelid, lid, bottom line. Have I said, is the sound working on Facebook yet? Is the sound working on it? I've not said it. I'm assuming it's working. I've got a question. Anyway, I'll finish this one and then I'll put a question up on the thing. Um, so, um, yeah, epiphora is, is a worry and ectropion is a worry. So lower eyelid skin, really careful. So I'm sorry I can't show you this photo of this tattoo. But anyway, my view, it was too big um, to be excised. How can I? I can type something. Is that? Um, it's a bit of an amateur move, I know, but it has not worked before. Instagram's never a problem. Facebook hasn't worked before. It's working, Simone. Thank God for that. <sighs> bitter, bitter experience of talking to myself for 20 minutes and then someone says the sound's not working. So there you go. Thanks, Simone. Thank you. Um, what am I doing now? I'm doing another question. And this question here is, what is the recovery time for scar revision? Uh, last week I had a recovery, because I've got all the questions here. What was the last week recovery time question? It was pinoplasty, wasn't it? I guess pinoplasty is a bit niche, a bit different. But I'll tell you what, recovery, well, one of the things about scar revision is it can be huge spectrum. You know, scar revision, geez, what small little scar that you don't like? Big scar on your abdomen or on your back, or you know, what it's it, it, covers quite a uh, a big spectrum so um, broadly speaking when you do surgery when you stitch up the skin the broadly speaking the skin is healed in four days four to seven days the skin is healed a little bit depends on the area face heals really well ankle doesn't heal so well so you know maybe two weeks for the ankle back doesn't heal so well you know five days for the face type thing but anyway um, five to seven normal uh, skin's healed. So your skin's going to be healed in a, in a week. Uh, if it's a small thing, like on your face, and it's not under a huge amount of tension, I mean, recovery time, you might be able to go to work the next day. Low kind of, it might be a low-kind anesthetic thing. Usually, I would say, most scar revisions are low-kind anesthetic things, um, relatively minor procedures. So you have dressings, you, you, oh, you, you may not have dressings if it's on the face, but you have, um, you have, um, what will you have? Well, we have stitches on your face, you have stitches on your face and um, stuff like that. So you might not be able to work with stitches on your face. But if you can work with stitches on your face, yeah, you can go back to work next day, to be fair. You know, um, we can give you some tape to cover them up. You don't want to be get too hot and sweaty. You don't want to go and play football or do, you know, some kind of contact sport for maybe um, two or three weeks. Um, scar will be obvious for a few months. Um, you know, it does take months for the scar to fade. But usually, it's a relatively minor procedure. If it's a GA, um, it might be a bit more involved. Um, normally, do a dressing clinic at one week, so you might that that week might be off because if it's a GA, you probably be a bit knocked back. We, 
it just suggests it's a bigger scar, bigger op, so maybe the wound's under tension. So we maybe say to you, take it easy for a week, check the wound of the week, see how it's looking, and then maybe you can start getting back into things. Um, but same thing with the scar being red and obvious for um, a few months. Um, that is the thing you trade in, a, often, often a very mature scar for a fresh scar. So whilst we try and fix the problem with your scar, whatever the problem may be, lumpy, raised, dented, the position of the scar or whatever, it will be probably more obvious to start off with before it gets less obvious. So this question here says, can you have breast augmentation whilst going through menopause? That, my friends, is a lovely cup of tea, made by yours truly. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can. I mean, the only thing, why, why not? I would say. I mean, what, what, what's, what's I don't. Uh, the only thing about um, that is if you are having hormone treatment. Um, if you're having endogenous hormones, so hormone replacement therapy, then that could affect your um, risk of blood clots, which would be an issue with any surgery. Some people stop HRT. I don't. I carry it on. But, I, but, I, but we do things in place to make sure you don't clot. Well, I think everyone does things in place to make sure you don't clot. Don't form a, you know, a, a DVT, uh, which can fly off into your lungs and form a PE. So that's the only thing I would say about um, breast augmentation whilst going through the menopause. It, but that's not a, so you can still have it absolutely fine. Like just get moving, but you should get moving whether or not, you, whether or not you're going through the menopause. So uh, movement is good um, to stop clots. But apart from that, yeah, absolutely fine. No problem. No problem. Simone, straight in. Well, maybe not straight in, but. Um, is it normal to have a swollen upper abdomen after a TT? The bottom is flat as a pancake, but under breast ribs, area is quite big. It looks weird. Yes, uh, Simone, thank you for that. Um, uh, so I wouldn't say it's normal, but what happens? A couple of things, Simone. First of all, when you do a tummy tuck, you go up to the up to the um, rib cage. You go quite high up to the rib cage to undermine to pull the tissues down. So it's not unusual to get swelling in that area. Also, the not the problem, but one of the things about binders uh, or, or garments is they have to stop somewhere and you often get swelling past where they stop. So they often don't get too high up there because they get into your breast and all that sort of stuff. So, um, you know, where the binder stops, there can be swelling sort of either above it or, or on your hips. Sometimes you can get it below it. So um, so you can get swelling aside from where the binder is. So the binder um, might be doing a good, good job with the lower abdomen. You might have a bit of localized swelling here. Bottom line, Simone, if you're worried, send us a photo or come to clinic. We'll have a look. But um, but yeah, it is. I wouldn't say it's normal, but it's not like it's. It, there could be a reason for it being the the fact that there's. Well, first of all, there's undermining <clears throat> going up to the rib cage, so there is surgery done in the upper abdomen. So it is normal to get swell, swelling in the upper abdomen as well as the lower. But it might be that the binders doing a good job with the lower, but uh, is not really giving as much compression in the upper abdomen um, because your breast is there and things. But um, the bottom line, if it looks weird, Simone, I mean, to be honest with you, I think if it's not that long after surgery, it often looks a bit weird. 
but um if it does look weird just send us a photo or, or, or give us a ring or you know and we'll have a look to see if it's a normal weird or an abnormal weird um that's that's the that's the bottom line so um, is it a normal weird or not because if it's not then you need to come in but if it is then you need to not worry and the menopause breast augmentation when can i return back to work slash drive after breast augmentation surgery so again i say again but it depends on i'm sure there was a depends on question or there was a scar vision depends on um what you do for a living really so um driving you've got to check with your insurance company because your insurance company sometimes say it's got to be a certain amount of time after surgery i normally say two weeks give or take it depends whether you have it under or over because it's a little bit more uncomfortable when you have it under the muscle compared to over but broadly speaking wherever you have it under over or whatever in first week you're going to feel a bit bit not good a bit swollen and not very great second week you'll be feeling better um you you know and you might be able to drive in that second week but it's safe to say two weeks um for driving and even then obviously you have to wear the seat belt and you have to do an emergency stop and all those things so see how you're feeling and if you're feeling okay then two weeks is normal uh work so often you need to drive to work so then that might be the two-week thing so again two weeks is sort of normal when you're driving and stuff but you're still going to feel sore you're still going to feel uncomfortable you're not going to be under a percent of two weeks so um you can go back to work for two weeks but i wouldn't go crazy with doing anything too heavy if your work involves heavy lifting um, or, or moving things and things, what we can do is we can give you a uh, sick note which says that you can go back to work, uh, but light duties or phased return, sometimes sort of um, adjusting the hours and things because you will feel quite uncomfortable and quite swollen and tense for about six weeks. Six weeks is when you know normally you can start getting to lifting and using your arms, uh, putting power through your arms. So, you know, obviously you can do desk desk job at uh, for two weeks but if you're uh, you know working in the warehouse and lifting things or you know doing some kind of manual thing like a nursing and things with manual handling and what have you you don't you don't want to be doing that uh, for about six weeks <clears throat> post-op just because you're going to make it as well so um thanks simone for asking a question i would say um you know good to have someone you know to be quite honest with you um I've got to be honest, it's late night, hasn't worked, has it? Has it? I don't know, maybe, maybe I shouldn't be too negative. I didn't deliberately do it late night, it's just just, just uh, circumstances beyond my control because we couldn't recycle the bikes fast enough and get home quick enough because there was all these hills everywhere. Oh, the hills. I'll tell you what, I do one of those electric ones. I've hired one once. Uh, my son was not impressed though. You have even less. Um, what's the word? Anyway, I think less of me basically if I had an electric bike. Anyway, they often don't look. You can the motor's hidden, but it goes whirr. Yeah, I couldn't get away with it. Anyway, let's do this last question here, guys. Fair warn. Last question. If you've got a question, if you're sitting on your question thinking. I'm going to wait to the natural break before I ask him the question. You might find that this guy's gone. All right, so get your questions in before this guy goes and has a shower. Okay, so get those questions in soon. Don't worry if you do miss it because you can always post them and I will answer them next week.
Yeah, that's right. Do it every week. Madness. Um, do we offer surgery for saggy chin? In a word, that's another one word answer potentially. And the answer is no. Um, I'll expand. I will expand. Um, there's certain areas in this uh, in this world, in this in the body, which work, which respond well to liposuction. I always talk about the central tummy not being a good place for liposuction. Hips, flanks, sides are good. Uh, lateral thighs are good. Chest is good. And here, chin, chin, chin is quite a good place for liposuction. So you can do liposuction to the chin. I mean, the problem with the saggy chin is, um, like with any sort of body contouring surgery, is if there's skin, you have to look at the, the, the quality of the skin. So if you've had a lot of sun exposure, if you're a smoker, you, your skin might not recoil. So you can take out fat from the area, but if the skin doesn't recoil, you're not going to be happy. So then you have to look at excisional um, um, procedures, which mean more scarring, which means facelifts, pulling and things like that. You can actually do it directly on the chin, but often a facelift, you can pull up, pull up the neck. Um, but we don't do that sort of stuff because we just do uh, breast and body contouring. So breast and body contouring is the forte of Z Clinic. Um, so we don't do um, surgery for the aging face. We don't do uh, rhinoplasties. That's not surgery. But anyway, we don't do nose jobs or facelifts um, or things like that. But it can be done uh, for the saggy chin. And Earl Cohen has, <laughs> um, is it a question? Hi, JJ, looking forward to meeting you on the 10th of September for my consultation. Not a question, more of a statement, but Corinne, I'm very grateful for your uh, for your statement, and I'm very much looking forward to Corinne. They told me you were coming on the 10th of September, and I, since I heard the news, I've been beside myself, and I'm counting down the days. What is it? Ten more sleeps. Can't wait, Corinne. Very much looking forward to it. Um, Amy, not a question. Again, another statement, but using the hashtag AskJJ. So, Amy, you're there. Okay, you're there, and you, you know, putting the hours in so Amy peace be with you yeah thank you for that Nicole this actually uh, might be a question guys um, hi JJ I had an arm lift in May the scar near the elbow is hypertrophic tension from bending I think would a revision have same result or are there better treatments nice that's what we need Nicole nice juicy question like that Nicole I don't think I did your arm lift in May Number one. So I think I'm not your surgeon. So number one advice is always speak to your surgeon is the best bet. I will answer the question though, so I'm not going to dodge it. But I just, just, I just a bit worried about sort of giving advice on other people's stuff because May's not that long ago, and really your surgeon should be sort of looking after this. But um, just in general terms, so you know, not saying what you should do, but in general terms, uh, hypertrophy scarring is uh, often due to delayed healing. So we're saying it's due from tension from bending. If the wound opened up a bit and you had a bit of delayed healing, that might be a, a reason for it. Or some people can uh, develop uh, hypertrophic or, or raised lumpy scars. Um, the first thing I'd be thinking about, if, if it was me, is I'd be thinking, is there a reason for this to be hypertrophic? Have you, has there been delay in the healing? Has there a reason for it to, to become hypertrophic? Or is it your body forming hypertrophic scars? So if there, is it because the worry is if it is your body forming hypertrophic scars you worry about doing a revision because as you say it will you know could potentially have the same result because if your scar looked great 
you know, when you first had it done and it's become hypertrophic over the time, you know, we could revise it and it looked the same as how it looked when you first had the surgery, but then only time was to stop it from going hypertrophic again. So that's number one thing. If there's a reason for it being hypertrophic, most common being delayed wound healing, infection, you know, if there's a if the scar, particularly if it took more than three weeks to heal, then there's a much higher risk of it becoming hypertrophic. So if that happened, <clears throat> I'd be more inclined to think about a revision than if it just healed fine and it's just gone hypertrophic for whatever reason. Um, the as a rule, we shy away from surgery on hypertrophic scars because, as I say, it, it is often because of the, of the way your body's healing. So it's 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 your body healing too much basically. And so uh, we worry about doing surgery to create another scar which could go hypertrophic. <clears throat> so we tend to focus more on non-surgical treatments. First of all, and something I tell everybody with scars, moisturise and massage, number one. Moisturise and massage, go for it. If, you know, Normally at, at uh, you know, six weeks, I get people moisturising and massaging the scar. That can help. Next step after that is things like silicone, which can come in gels or sheets. Uh, the sheets are probably better, but the gels are a bit easier to to apply and manage. And so on your arm, it might be uncomfortable, not uncomfortable. It might be difficult to get the sheet to stay. Uh, they are sort of adhesive, but it might fall off. So the gel might be better. But silicone can help. You can't do silicone and moisturise and massage. You do do one or the other, because if you put silicone gel on then moisturise and massage it, you'll you know rub the gel off. If you do use the gel, the gel's got to be on uh, 23 hours a day. Take it off to wash, but the, all the time you have gel on it. And that can help. The next stage, um, depending on how bad it is, is um, steroid injection. That can help, particularly if it's itchy. Um, they're often quite itchy, and the steroid can help with the itch, can help in the red and raised nature of it. And then you would move off to revision surgery after that. Um, but you would probably try the non-surgical things like the steroids um, or and the silicone first. And time. Often hypertrophic scars are self-limited, uh, self-limiting but they can take 18 months to get there. So it's a question of getting you through that uh, 18 months. You know, it can take a long time for them to get better on this, but they often do get better on their own. And it's just a question of trying to manage it as much as we can. As I say, if there's itch and stuff, the steroids can help, um, silicone gels and sheets and things like that. But that's that's the sort of my mind process uh, on that one. Jess, good evening. So glad I've managed to catch part of this live. Well, Jess, well, that's very kind of you to say. It's a bit late because I'm I'm late tonight. Um, that's very kind. That made me feel better because I had a you know it's been a, it's been a it's been a tricky one. I'll be honest with you. Um, Nicole, I've done that. Corin is has been very kind. I'm really counting the days down. I can't wait. Look at that. Corin and I can't wait to meet each other. Um, Nicole, the incision line was fine for six weeks. Then became hypertrophic. So Nicole. Oh, that makes me worried about doing further surgery personally, um, because that is your body saying I'm going to make a big red lumpy scar. So that is the the concern about doing a steer, uh, doing a, a, a revision on it. So yeah, I'd be shying away from a revision personally, Nicole, and I would be going down non-surgical things. I'd say moisturizer, massage. You can do that right now. Any sort of moisturizer you got, you know, get on it and give it a bit of pressure. Uh, silicone gel and sheets. I'm pretty sure you can buy them from the um, uh, shop, uh, shops, pharmacies, and stuff. Sil, sil gel, um, uh, Seeker Care. Um, God, we do one. What's the one we use? <laughs> there's loads of them. Um, I, don't, I don't know if there's any one better than the other. We got one with little balls on it. 
I should know what it's called, which is quite good. It's a gel, but it's got balls on it. But as I say, the sheet's probably better than the gel if it doesn't fall off. Anyway, bottom line is there's loads of, we got one some on our website, just to plug myself. But um, even if you don't want to, if you want to go with boots, I think they're in boots. Um, and then the steroid injection would have to be given by your doctor. Best your surgeon, really, get your surgeons involved. I'm sure they'd want to be involved. Uh, but that's only after the other the other things. Well, Jess, I hope it was worth it. Honestly, I do, because to be honest with you, it's um, you can see the replay. You can see what, what went on. Um, listen, guys, <clears throat> time for me to go and uh, freshen up, as they say. Uh, Nicole, thank you, JJ. I have been using silicone gel and sheets. OK, well, then then we're into the arena of the is it itchy, Nicole? Because if it's itchy, then um, the steroid injections can help. If it's not itchy, then um, they might still help with the redness and the raised nature. But it's just another reason to think about steroid injections if it is itchy. Um, but uh, and I've got to be honest with you, Nicole. Time, May. What's that? May, June, July, August. What are we now? Nicole, it's only three months. Um, so it's not that long. So I wouldn't be too sort of going in hell, guns blazing, looking really invasive stuff. I just give it a bit of time. I don't know how bad it is, I guess. Depends on how bad it is. But if it's not that bad, I would just go keep going with the silicone maybe. And maybe if you don't find the silicone's helping, because it doesn't always help. That's the thing about silicone. You could try massage and moisturize, give it a bit of pressure and stuff. As I say, you can't do both. You can't do one or the other. But that would, uh, I would definitely catch up the replay, Jess. Oh. I'm not sure if it, I mean, you might, time might be better spent doing something else. I don't know if you can do it quickly. I don't know if you can do like plus two speed. But anyway, um, but yeah, Jade, do you get tired of <laughs> Am I asking the same questions, Jade? Are they the same questions? I do get a bit of different questions, don't I? I do get, do, have I had a hypertrophic question? Oh, God. No, I don't, Jade. Do you mind if I call you Jade? Sorry, Amy. Um, I don't, not really, know, Amy. I, I do, a, I do. Um, obviously, my clinic. I mean, I do a lot of breast uh, augmentation in my clinic, and so I do an awful lot of consultations where I'm saying very similar things. I'm not actually as, um, as, as sort of like tired of it as you might think. Saying the same thing time. I, I feel sorry for the clinic nurse and stuff who sits there and, and she hears everything me saying the same stuff time and time again. But I'm not actually. I'm I'm okay with it. Having said that, I'm thinking of doing a thing where like maybe do like a video or something like that and getting pa patients to watch a video about the common procedures when they come to clinic, so we get a bit of um, consistency. But actually, um, I don't. I don't mind. Uh, I don't mind Amy. Not from tonight. Just in general. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. It is it, there, there is there is some. I've got to be honest with you, Amy. They put a question on the list: Do we offer ear fold, right? And I've got the list from last week. Was it last week? And I had exactly the same question. So I'm like, I'm not doing that question again. I did it last week. Let me just send them the clip. You know, I'm not doing that again. So there is a bit of that. But um, but one of the things um, about plastic surgery, there is nuances to lots of things, and there is a bit of variety. I mean, when I was training, I was looking at doing sort of bowel surgery and things. And when you do bowel surgery, you sort of do, you know, quite similar operations 
um, left hemicleotomy, right hemicleotomy, you know, anterior section. Um, you know, a lot of surgeons like orthopedics, knee replacement, knee replacement, uh, cardiothoracics, you know, valve, valve, bypass graft. You know, cardiothoracics aren't even cardiothoracics, they're cardiac and thoracics. They even split, you know, they don't even do lungs and heart, they do lungs or heart. So you can um, get quite a lot of uh, repetition as a surgeon. Uh, you can get into a niche where you just do one operation. Plastics is one of those things where there's still a little bit of um, a variety, although you know, I say I do breast and body, so I don't do faces anymore, although I'm happy to talk about faces because I've done a lot of faces in my training. But there are nuances, and I still do struggle, I'll be honest with you, Amy. Um, you know, getting folds right and things like that, getting symmetry right. Um, with breasts and implants and stuff like that and you know revision surgery and things can be can be difficult with scar tissue and what have you so um yeah no i don't know no i don't, I don't really mind it too much no must have some part of my brain maybe that doesn't mind it's just going i think a lot of stuff isn't it i mean imagine if you're working in a shop doing the till i mean that's got to be pretty repetitive isn't it a lot of things you think about it most jobs really but i don't mind mine's pretty thinking about it mine's pretty good you know you still get breast augmentation patient then a tummy tuck patient you know then a mole patient you know breast reduction but it's you know a bit of, a bit of variety um tell me what you want or yeah you should do a frequently asked questions I, you know what amy i've got a frequently asked questions um, thing that we like a little brochure, a little leaflet. So when someone inquires about tummy tucks or breast lifts or breast augmentation or gynecomastia, we've got these little things which we send out. So we have got them in little booklets, they're little real life booklets, and you can download them as well. Download them as a PDF off the internet, off the uh, websites, off the website, even on website. Um, I don't mind. I'm terrible at taking information, so I feel more like I hear things more. But you know what? Amy, it's really interesting. And I found this when I'm training. When, you, when you're training, you um, go through medical school and you obviously do everything that there is to, you know, everything about medicine. And then you say, oh, I'm going to specialize. I'm going to specialize in surgery. And when you specialize in surgery, you have, spe you have exams for surgery. And um, what you find is that the stuff that they talk about in the surgical exams is the same stuff that you actually did in med, med school. But you're just doing it in much more, you spin through it already, but you're doing it in much more detail. And then you do plastic surgery and you realize the stuff that they talk about in the plastic surgery exams is the same stuff they had it in the surgery exams, but it's just in much more detail. So I think the point I'm making, which probably this isn't a very good analogy, but anyway, is that you often have to hear th things again and again. And then sometimes it goes in. I find that a lot. And then one time you'll hear it and you think, I've heard that before, but actually I've just understood it there. So there you go. There's a there's an argument for repetition. But I do think there is an element of that in uh, in this sort of thing. Or you've got an angle on it, like the menopause or the breast augmentation, the menopause. That's your angle, not yours, but this person who's asked the question. Or, you know, inverted nipple and, and uh, breast augmentation or breast uh, areola reduction in the breast augmentation or an area reduction and mastopexy you know this sort of all permutations and combinations which is personal to you or to the people so i think it is helpful i think for people to get their questions answered and sometimes it, and i'm okay with saying things that i've already said i mean the year folder said it last week so i draw the line there but you know very happy to say i understand that obviously there'll be questions which 
will be asked um, um, again. So I'm um, fine. Amy works at Costa, guys. I might see you down there, and it's training. We weren't talking about booze all day. I I'm always amazed at how long it takes to make the coffee at Costa. I've got to be honest with you, Amy. I do go to Costa. I do like a Costa, but I like an instant coffee. And, uh, you know, the fact every single time, because we've got one of those machines, we never use it. We just have an instant. Mind you, my wife does like the proper one. She uses a cafetiere, but I, I think it's too strong. I just like the normal one, instant. But uh, but it is a bit of a faff at the uh, at the old Costa. I'm always amazed at how much they go through. We've got a massive queue, and they each one they're going all the boop, boop, boom, boom. Good on you, Amy. Good on you. Uh, that's awesome. Well, look, Amy, thank you for that. Right, guys. On that note, this guy here is going that way. You know, exit stage left. If you've got a question, get in there. Be sure to ask it. If it's been asked already, who cares? I'll answer it again. Um, and I will see you here at 7 o'clock, hopefully 7 o'clock next week. Sorry about the lateness. 8.50, nearly 9 o'clock. Jackie, what are you doing, girl? You've got to go. Get, oh, he's always here. I can't believe it, Jackie. Go and watch a bit of telly or something. Honestly. Amy, I feel you. All right, sister. No, that's it, sister. Um, right. Um, increase the peace and um, God willing I will be here Tuesday night which is next Tuesday night at 7 o'clock see you uh, Corinne on the 10th I think it was if my memory serves and Amy take care see you on the live Jess Jess oh, thank you Jess thank you great audience this week so much better than last week well done right I'm going to check out how do I check out? I know how to check out. I've done this before. Check it out. Hasta la vista. Have a question not covered in today's show? Then send it over to info at styanoplasticsurgery.co.uk using the hashtag AskJJ. We'd love to hear from you.